We're talking tonight again about Christian love. And tonight we're going to focus on Christians loving each other. Christians loving each other. Um, so this is part two of a three-part series. And if you've seen, there was a handout out there. And it says Christian love assessment. It's not so much a test. It's more to uh, let you see kind of where you're at if you're actively trying to show Christian love. So if you want to just take a minute and kind of look through that, uh, we're not gonna, I'm not going to ask anybody to answer anything out loud tonight or anything like that. Uh, it's just kind of to let yourself know kind of where you're at. This will go along with part of the message later tonight. Uh, so you can kind of, uh, if you want to write notes in those categories or however you want to do that, that's fine. Uh, so we'll uh, cover that in a little bit. Um, so has anyone ever seen a fight, like an actual fight with your eyes, not on TV, I'm sure everybody's seen it on TV, but have you ever been around uh, somebody fighting, any kind of fight, whether it's like a serious verbal fight or a physical fight, uh, maybe it's two people fighting or a whole group of people, uh, that sounds kind of scary, so hopefully not, but uh, so if you've ever seen like that, what did, seen a fight like that, what did you do when you seen the fight? Um, I've, I've seen one that I can think of that was kind of serious. Uh, and, and if you're anything like me, uh, you would want to get as far away from the fight and the people fighting as you can. You probably wanted nothing to do with the fight. And you probably... At least I felt that I never wanted to be around those people or ever see them ever again. I just wanted to completely be separate from them. Uh, fighting and arguing not only causes division between the people fighting, but it also uh, causes division and drives away everyone that sees it as well, everyone that's around it. And now you might be thinking, what does a message about Christians and Christian love uh, have to do with fighting uh, and, uh, well, Christians fight. It happens. Christians argue. Christians have disagreements on different things. Uh, and if you've ever been on social media, you would see that. You would see, I, I, you know, when, anytime you try to post, uh, something, maybe a Bible verse or something, most people are very grateful for it and love it. And then every once in a while you get somebody who disagrees with you or whatever. And, uh, and it gets worse than that. Uh, they even, uh, sometimes people fight on social media and, and all that kind of things. Uh, but I don't know that you realize, but you're a Christian online, just like you're a Christian in person. Uh, it seems like maybe some people don't know this. Maybe sometimes we forget. Uh, I'm sure that we all realize that we're always a Christian, no matter what. We're a Christian in all areas of our life. Uh, but sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we maybe speak in the flesh, or sometimes we just um, maybe even just need encouragement or reminders to keep uh, being a Christian all the time, even online. Uh, in all areas of our lives, we should be as Christ-like as possible. Uh, this means in person. And on the phone, over text messages, online, whatever it is, we should always be as Christ-like as possible. 
Now, uh, I've been called names by people, by Christians. Uh, I've been uh, treated poorly by Christians. I've seen Christians talk about other Christians. Uh, I've seen Christians talk about preachers of the Word of God uh, negatively, uh, and, and it's not good. Uh, it's, it's just like that fight, and it's going to cause people to want to run away. Now, if there's an actual issue, the Bible states the right way to take care of an issue, and we'll briefly go over that later tonight. Um, but just to let you know, that does not include going on Facebook and talking to everyone you can find about the issue. Uh, it doesn't involve talking to other people. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is when we fight, that is when us Christians fight, when we argue, when we talk bad about each other, it pushes other Christians away from God and it drives lost souls away from God as well. Uh, I would hate to have to answer to God on why a lost soul died and went to hell uh, because they seen me fighting and didn't want to have anything to do with uh, being a Christian after that. Uh, we're going to get into much of this tonight, but first I'm going to look at my first point tonight. Uh, the Bible tells us to love each other. The Bible tells us to love each other. If you could turn to 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. And we're going to look at how the Bible tells us to love each other. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another." Uh, it's very clear here. I don't see any wiggle room. I don't see any exceptions. Uh, If you are born again, if you are a believer, uh, if you have Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you should love other Christians. Uh, A born-again child of God should love anyone else that is a child of God. Uh, We are in the same family, after all. God is our Father. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, If we are truly a child of God, we will be full of love because God's Spirit dwells in us. And we know that we talked about this last week. God is love. And we know that the Holy Spirit is God. And if God gives us the Holy Spirit, then we have love in us. Uh, so we should have and should show love to others, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ. So why do we sometimes not show love then? If we have uh, the Spirit of God dwelling in us, if we born again, saved, believer, if we should be full of love, we, we should always be showing love at that point, right? Well, there's sometimes when we don't, why could this be? Uh, if we are saved and love God and God is dwelling in us, uh, how could we not show love to others? Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll start in verse 7. I'm going to do a little bit of reading, so stay with me on this. Uh, But every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. 
Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivities captive and gave gifts unto men. Uh, I'm sorry, it's 17, 4, 7. I thought that didn't sound right. It's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. This I say then, therefore, testifying the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking evil, or speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things, thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of the mouth, but that which is good to the use of the edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Now, we're, we're looking at this from uh, the mindset of, how could someone who is a born-again Christian not show love to other born-again Christians? Uh, and the only way I see for a child of God to do anything other than show love to each other is if we are not being led by the Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit, and when we do this, we are not being led by the Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is God and God is love, so by grieving the Spirit, we are pushing away the leading in love that God is trying to do for us. Uh, when we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, we are uh, given by God the Holy Spirit. We are to live uh, dedicated to God, and always, every minute of our life, we should try to be right in God's eyes. We, uh, When we make mistakes, we should get it right with God immediately. This will allow God to direct us through the Holy Spirit and keep us uh, able to live a life that is Christ-like as possible. Uh, this means that we will be showing and acting in love towards our brothers and sisters in Christ. So the answer to how can a child of God not show love to another child of God is because they're not being led by the Spirit. Uh, they have let something get in the way of being led by the Spirit. They've let some kind of sin that is grieving the Holy Spirit. We need to make sure that we don't let this happen. We need to make sure that, uh, like it says in verse 17, that we are not walking as others walk. Uh, according to this passage in Ephesians 4, we need to put off the old man and the old ways and all that wickedness of the world. And we need to put on the new man and live in righteousness, uh, the righteousness of God. 
Uh, if we do this, we will not be mean or hateful or talk about other Christians behind their back. We will do nothing but show love and, and act in love towards them. There's much of that uh, in that passage there. Now, uh, back in 1 John chapter 4, verse 21, it says, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Uh, God commands us to love each other. This means we need to live right and stay close to God and be led by the Spirit of God so that we can be obedient to this commandment and love each other. Uh, now, there are uh, other passages that, that tell us that we should love each other. Uh, there are really dozens of verses we could use. I just want to look at two more. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Uh, you can turn there. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It says, uh, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Now, we're not only to just love each other, but we're also supposed to put others before ourselves, which really is love itself. Uh, you, our selfishness gets in the way sometimes, but if we truly love somebody else, we'll put them first. Uh, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love, have love one to another. Uh, Jesus is speaking, he's telling us that we're supposed to love one another, but not just love one another, but love each other as Christ loved us. Uh, now, we'll never be as good as Jesus at loving each other, but that should be our aim anyways. Uh, we should be trying to be as Christ-like as possible, uh, even in this area of how we love each other. We can also look at this from just the principle side of it. Uh, Jesus loved us enough to sacrifice for us. Uh, although we will never be able to sacrifice the same sacrifice that Jesus did, but we should still be willing to sacrifice for each other. When is the last time that we sacrificed for somebody else? Uh, especially someone not in our immediate families. I think we sacrifice for our families all the time, whether we want to or not. Sometimes we do uh, out of necessity. But when's the last time that we went out of our way and put somebody else before ourselves and we sacrificed something for them? Uh, sacrifice maybe our time or some material thing that we have for them. Now, uh, before I had kids... I really had no idea how much I would have to sacrifice for my kids. Uh, I, I really didn't realize, uh, you know, I, I, I love food, I love desserts, and, you know, I might be eating cookies one time, and I'm on my, I, I always do this when I eat, I save the best for last. So whatever the best slice of pizza is, that's going to be my last slice. Whatever the best cookie is, you know, the one with the most icing or most chocolate chips, it's going to be the last one. So it's my favorite, and I want to have it last. And uh, so many times I'll do that, and I'll be on that last one, that last delicious cookie, and Harper will walk up because she knows when somebody's eating, and she's always there if you're eating. And uh, she'll say, hey, can I have some? And I'm thinking, that's, that's my favorite cookie. That's the one I saved for last. And because I love her, I share it with her. 
And, and, and she gets to have half and I get to have half and I sacrifice half that cookie for her. And, and we do that all the time with, with our kids and with the ones we love. Uh, those are, that's just one way to show them love. And, and because I, I love her, it's, it's easy to do. It, it doesn't even really seem like a sacrifice, um, usually, at the time. Depends on how good that cookie is, you know? And, uh, so, but this brings me to my second point tonight. How to love each other. And my second point tonight is how to love each other. We know that we are told by God through His written word uh, in the Bible here that we are to love one another. We also know how it would be possible to not show love to each other. So now let's look at how to love each other. I want to start off first by saying sometimes it might not be easy. It might not be easy to show love to one another. I think of, uh, you know, it, it's a Disney movie. It is what it is. But I think of the movie Beauty and the Beast. And, you know, the, this nice, kind, loving girl, uh, she, uh, you know, meets this beast of a guy. And for some reason, she's able to show him kindness and love. And it makes no sense because he's rude, he's mean, he yells. And I think sometimes us Christians can really be some beasts, you know, and and we, we sometimes don't act the way we should. And that can cause issues and it can make it harder for others to love us. In Paul's letter to Romans, he talks about how we live in this wicked, sinful body and we're in this wicked, sinful world and how it's a battle against all this every single day. Uh, I'm going to read Romans 7:18. If you want to flip over there, I think you're still in Romans. Uh, Romans 7:18 and 19. It says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. So even the Apostle Paul says here that it's a battle for him. Uh, he's willing to do good. He's willing to do right. He wants to do it, but his flesh makes it really hard for him. Uh, we are all in the same place. We all live in a wicked world with, with sinful flesh that we have to deal with. We all have a battle all the time, but we still have to love each other. Uh, when we win this battle, others are loved. And that does push us down a little because we have to put others first to show them love. But that's okay. We have to love others. Uh, sometimes it's not our flesh making it hard for us to love others, but it's actually just the other person making it hard to love them. Like I said in the, the movie Beauty and the Beast, it was the beast. He was the kind of guy that was really hard to love. Uh, and, and sometimes other people make it hard on us to love them. Paul knows that issue very well also. Uh, Paul was whipped, he was stoned, he was thrown in prison. Paul says he was in perils of false brethren, so people claiming to be believers. Uh, he was also in perils from his own people. Uh, Paul says he was offended. He was uh, also abandoned by fellow servants at one point. So even though Paul went through all of that, he still writes that all Christians, including himself, all Christians should love each other. Paul had more excuse, I believe, than any of us do to not love others. Uh, and you could also consider Jesus and how he was treated and, and by religious people. 
He was treated very poorly. And yet Jesus still says to forgive them. And Jesus still loved them. And Jesus still died for them too. Uh, sometimes others are going to make it hard for us to love them. Uh, they Maybe they ignore us. They didn't say good morning to me. Uh, they might be mean to us. They might not compliment our, our awesome new tie we're wearing or our, our great haircut we just got. And that just upsets us, you know. Uh, maybe they might do worse things. They might talk about us behind our back. They might say things about us. They might lie all over Facebook about you. Or uh, they might you know, make phone calls and tell people things. Uh, but even though it might not be easy, we are still told in God's word that we are to love one another. So we need to focus on us doing right, even if they're not, even if they're hard to love, even if they're doing things they shouldn't do, we should still love them. I'm not saying we need to support what they're doing if it's wrong, but we should still love them. And whatever they're doing that isn't right, leave that between them and God. Uh, So we know that even if people make it difficult, we still need to love them. Uh, But how do Christians actually love each other? Uh, so I have eight things here, and they kind of go with the eight questions uh, on your uh, handout there. Um, so eight, eight ways that Christians should lo- show love to each other. The first one we've already talked about, so I'm not going to spend any time on it really at all, uh, and that is to sacrifice for each other. And, uh, so the first way Christians can show each other love is to sacrifice for each other. And you can see on your first question talks about when's the last time that you have sacrificed for somebody else. Uh, so moving on to the second one, and we are going to go through these kind of quick. So, uh, But the second one here is uh, how do Christians love each other? They serve each other. Christians serve each other. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, it ends with, By love, serve one another. If we love each other, we will serve each other. We will do things for each other. Uh, when I, I like when we're working here and all the guys are here working and, and you know, doing real manly things and, uh, you know, sweating and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, one of the guys, you know, usually it's because I want a break, so I walk away. And I go to the kitchen and I get a water. You know, it's a good excuse to, to not do anything for a minute. And I go and get a water, but what do I do? I grab waters for everybody else. And, and all the other guys have done it too. Every time they go get a water, they grab waters for everybody else. And they come out and they say, here, I got you some water. Yeah, that's a way to serve each other. That's doing something for each other. That's a way to show love to each other. You thought of them. You did something for them. Uh, that's a way that Christians can show love to each other. And it's commanded in the Bible, Galatians 5.13. Uh, also, uh, number three, uh, forgive each other. Uh, you can see that's on your uh, questions. When's the last time you forgave someone? Now, hopefully it's been a really long time because nobody's ever done anything wrong to you for a long time, but uh, it may happen. Uh, in Colossians chapter 3, it talks about how we should treat each other. And right before it talks about love, we see this verse, Colossians 3.13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If a man... If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So this is giving us Jesus as an example uh, who uh, we're supposed to forgive no matter what. Jesus forgave the ones that nailed him to the cross. Uh, if anyone were to not forgive, I think that would be the biggest reason to not forgive someone ever. We are supposed to forgive each other no matter what. 
No matter what they did to us, how bad it was, we are still supposed to forgive them. And that is a great way of showing love to them by forgiving them. Number four, uh, be present or available for others. A way for Christians to show love to each other is to be present or available for others. Proverbs 17, 17, it starts with a friend loveth at all times. If we love each other, then we will be a friend to them and we will be available for them. Now, the word friend here actually comes from a root meaning of to keep company with someone, to, to be there for them. And the verse also talks about uh, being there at all times. Uh, we are to be available for the ones we love. Now, if you have a friend and every time you call them, they can never talk. And every time you ask them to go somewhere, they can never go there and, and be there with you. They can never do anything with you. And now that friendship's probably going to die. And really, they're probably not much of a friend, right? Uh, so if, if we really love others, when they call us or they text us or they need us to come by or they need to sit with us for a while after church and just talk about things, if we love them, we will be willing to be available for them. Number five, uh, another way for Christians to show love to each other is to bear others' burdens. Uh, bear others' burdens. Galatians 6 2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, if you love someone and you see them burdened down, you should go and help them. Uh, now, I, I keep talking about remodeling here. We gotta find some, some other, uh, project to do, cause that's all I talk about now. Uh, but, you know, we're remodeling here, and, uh, you know, all the guys could say, oh, Matt's got it. You know, he can, he can remodel the bathrooms, it's alright. And, and, and just let me do everything. And I'm running around trying to do it all, and, and trying to, you know, get it all done all by myself. Well, that's not what happened. Uh, we came up with the idea of doing a project, and a bunch of guys wanted to help, and everybody was here, uh, to, to help uh, on certain days when they can make it work out. And I'm not here all by myself uh, because they love me enough to say, hey, I want to help you with that. And I want to do things too. Uh, and they want to make it easier for me. So they show love by helping. They also want to serve the Lord and, and that's great also. But it also shows me that they care enough to try to help. And, and that does wonders in showing me that they love me. And that really is love when you help bear somebody else's burdens. Number six, edify others. Edify others. First Thessalonians 5:11. Wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another. If we love each other, we will help build each other up. Uh, we will help strengthen each other. We will encourage each other, especially. Uh, uh, encouraging others in the things of God around here. Uh, I think it's uh, great. I knew I was going to have this point tonight and this morning like three or four people said something very encouraging to me today. Uh, and I heard other people saying things to other people uh, that was encouraging as well. And, and, and that goes a long way to show your love towards others and show the love of God and the love of Christ to others as well. Number seven, uh, pray for others, a way to show Christian love to other Christians is to pray for others. Uh, James 5.16 tells us to pray for one another. Uh, if you love someone, go to God on their behalf. That really is the best thing you can do. Uh, Lot was spared because Abraham went to God on his behalf. Uh, if, a if Abraham didn't bother talking to God about it, uh, then Lot would not have been spared. 
Job was restored after he prayed for his friends. Uh, we see Moses go to God on multiple occasions on behalf of Israel, and it saves the people. Uh, God, uh, because Moses went to God on their behalf, God spared the people. Uh, praying for others on your um, on your list there it says when. Number seven, when have you, last time you've prayed for someone specific by name without being asked or prompted? Uh, I think it's great that we have prayer request time on Thursday here, and it helps remind you of things you should be praying for. But we shouldn't only be praying for people because they ask for it. We should be thinking of them other times and praying for them, uh, even without being prompted or being asked to pray for them. If we love them, we'll think about them and want to pray for them as well. And then the last one, number eight, A way to show Christian love is providing for others. Providing for others. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. It says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Uh, If we have the ability and the opportunity to provide something for someone else, if we love them, we will provide it for them. Uh, This could be anything. It could be a meal. Uh, when Marshall was born, uh, people came and brought us meals, and it was great. It showed us how much they loved us. Uh, some of the meals were edible, and that was great. And uh, so it, it, it was good. It shows how much we, we love them. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> there was a couple weird ones in there, <laughs> but it was nice of them. So it was really nice of them. Uh, you, you could be doing other things for people. You could be providing transportation for them. It could just be something they need, some material thing they need. Maybe they need a cup of sugar, you know. Uh, nobody knocks on anybody's door asking for sugar anymore. Uh, but, you know, that if they need sugar and you got sugar, why not, you know. Uh, maybe they need five bucks. Maybe they need a picture frame uh, to go up on their wall. And you have one laying around your house and you can give it to them. Uh, maybe it's a tool they need to borrow. Now, if I lend you a tool, I really must love you because I like my tools. And I don't trust people. And it's just, you know, I've seen tools get broke and it's sad. I do a little funeral for them. And uh, so I, if I lend you, if you ask for a tool and I lend it to you, I must really love you. So uh, just letting you know. Uh, so you may notice that all of these involve putting others before yourself and doing something for them. Loving others like God wants us to will require us to do some type of action because love really is an action word. Now, we've talked about how we are commanded to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we've talked about how to put that love into action. Now, what do we do if there is a real problem? And I don't want to take too much time on it. I don't want to focus too much on this part, but I do want to address it. Uh, so how to handle this is my third main point tonight, how to handle an issue with Christians in love. How to handle an issue with Christians and to do it in love. Uh, there will be issues. Uh, we need to remember that no one is perfect, including ourselves. Uh, for some reason, we always have the excuse, well, I'm not perfect. I can't do everything right. But then we expect everybody else to be perfect all the time. And when they mess up, it's such a big deal. But when we mess up, we say, well, I'm not perfect. Well, nobody's perfect. Uh, now, this is not an excuse or a good reason. Uh, it doesn't make it okay for when we make a mistake uh, for us to do anything uh, negative to anyone else, but it should help us to be more understanding when an issue does come up. Now, there is a proper way to handle 
an issue when they do come up. And I know we've all heard this. We've probably read the passage many times. Uh, most of us probably know the process, but sometimes maybe we forget it in the moment or maybe even uh, we choose to ignore it because we just want to do our own thing for a minute there uh, when the issue comes up. But we're going to go over this process as quickly as we can tonight uh, so that we can handle issues better if there ever is an issue. Uh, so all issues, first of all, the, the first step in my opinion is that all issues need to be handled with love. No matter what it is, who it involves, it should be handled with love. We are to treat everyone with love all the time, even if they did wrong. The Bible commands us to love each other, uh, to, tells us to love each other as we love ourselves, and the Bible even says to love our enemies. Uh, so if this is the case, uh, even if a fellow believer does something wrong, they should still be loved and treated with love throughout the entire process. Uh, the process of handling issues with fellow Christians is in Matthew chapter 18. You can turn there. We'll read a couple verses over there. Uh, Matthew chapter 18. The process of this whole passage has a goal, though, and that's what I want us to look at. Uh, this goal is not what most aim for when dealing with someone during issues. Usually, the goal of the people involved that they have in these situations is to see who is right. That's usually their goal when there's an issue. They want to prove who is right. And, and worse yet, they just want to prove that they're right at all costs and it doesn't matter what happens. That's their only goal. But that's not the real goal of this whole process. So, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, it says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Look at those last five words again. Uh, I underlined them in my book. It says, thou hast gained thy brother. The whole goal is not to prove who is right and who is wrong. Uh, the goal is to gain the brother back again. Uh, yes, the truth and what is right and what is wrong should be dealt with and, and it will be dealt with in this process. But the goal and our aim in this process should be to try to gain our brother back again. That should be our goal. That is loving one another. That is showing love to each other according to God's word. Uh, through the whole situation, the process uh, of handling the situation, according to Matthew 18, this whole thing and all the people involved should be treating each other with kindness and care. And most importantly, we should all be treating each other with love, even during an issue like this. Uh, now, we're going to go through this process of handling an issue with a fellow Christian. Uh, so we'll read, we'll start at read 15 over again. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen, uh, heathen man and a publican. Uh, so the process goes like this. Go to them alone. Uh, that is what you do first. Go to the, that person alone. That doesn't mean talk to everybody else about it first. That doesn't mean uh, get you know, everybody's advice. That's, that's how we kind of disguise it. I want to talk about this person, so I'm going to ask for advice. Uh, we're not supposed to go around talking about it. We're supposed to go to the person alone and handle it one-on-one. -on -one. 
If they don't want to hear, if they don't want to make it right, if they don't want to deal with it, then you would take two or three with you. Uh, and, and you're not trying to get a gang and, and gang up on the person. Uh, it says uh, in verse 16 that every word may be established. Uh, we're trying to get the truth and, and all the details and the facts laid out. That is the purpose of the other people to be there. And then if they still don't want to make things right or, or handle the situation, then you handle it through the church. Uh, but notice that none of these say go on Facebook and make a public post and tell as many people as you can about it. Uh, it doesn't say to tell a bunch of your family members or, or friends about it. It doesn't say to tell uh, a bunch of people in the church and make phone calls and, and all that kind of thing. And, and the church doesn't even get involved until it gets to the third step anyways. And, and so we got to do things properly. If, if we have the right goal, which it should be trying to gain our brother back, and we do everything in love, personally, I don't think we would ever get to this third step anyways. It'll be handled in the first step and possibly maybe the second step. Uh, two big problems I see with not handling issues the right way, uh, and that is according to God's word. The, the first big issue is you lose your brother. You lose your brother. And I think that's sad. Uh, it is no fun when you lose someone and when, when someone you, you loved is gone, uh, even when it's a situation like this, uh, out of their choice or, or whatever. Uh, I don't want to lose any of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, this is why we need to handle it the right way with the right goals and have love in the whole process. If we do, then we will not have to lose our brother. So the first problem with not doing it the right way is you lose your brother. Uh, the second problem with not handling an issue the right way is you will cause souls to stumble. You will cause souls to stumble. You may cause a brother or sister in Christ to walk away from God, to completely leave their relationship with God, uh, to stop coming to church because they just don't want to deal with issues that are coming up. Um, they'll stop serving God. Their relationship with God will be weakened. But you may also cause lost souls to never get saved. Uh, to never accept Jesus. Uh, like we talked about the fight uh, in the beginning of this message tonight, they're going to see brothers and sisters in Christ fighting over here, and they're going to say, I don't want nothing to do with that. And so they're just never even going to consider salvation at all uh, because things were not handled the right way. And I think both of these uh, problems with not handling it the right way are very tragic. Uh, this is why we always need to handle things the right way. We cannot... Uh, go running around telling everyone we can about issues. Uh, we, we can't uh, just make a big deal out of things. We need to handle things properly in the right way uh, so that we can gain our brother back and we won't push others away from God. Uh, if, if we do it the right way, we will not hurt the family of God. Our fighting, and in my opinion, especially fighting online, it will cause people to leave the church. People will leave God or never accept Jesus. Uh, why would a non-believer ever want to join the family of God if they see us fighting all the time? Uh, we cannot allow anything to get in the way of souls coming to Christ and, and believers growing in Christ. We need to be careful with what we say and what we do and how we do it. Uh, even if we're right and the other person is wrong, the goal should be to gain our brother back and to love others. Now, I don't want to, I'm closing here, but I don't want to walk away tonight with us only thinking about this last part of the message, the process of handling an issue. I don't want us to focus on that. Uh, I want us to go out and start sharing Christian love with each other and with others 
as well. Uh, we need to make sure that we're uh, doing right in God's eyes and living a life of love and being led by God so that we can love others more easily. And we need to share our love with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, we need to do these things on this uh, list here, these eight questions. We need to do these things uh, to show Christian love uh, to each other. If we do those things, uh, if we put someone else first and sacrifice for them, if we uh, deliberately do things to benefit other people, if we forgive people when they uh, do wrong, uh, if we're available when somebody needs you, uh, if we take on burdens for other people, if we do and say things that will encourage other people, if we pray for them specifically by name, uh, not even being asked, we just do it because we love them. If we provide things for other people, uh, we will be sharing Christian love with each other. Uh, if we do these things, we will be loving each other, we will be pleasing in God's eyes, and we will be fulfilling the command to love one another. Uh, I truly love you guys. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. I love the church family that we have here, the family of God. Uh, and I want to try to show love better to each of you. Uh, I think that I want to actively look for ways to do these eight things and so many other ways that you can uh, show love to each other. So uh, let's try to make that a focus this week. Try to read over this maybe a couple times this week and, and look for ways on how I can show Christian love to my brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's go out and show the love of Christ to one another. Let's pray.